hear that? It's time to grab a mint julep. Head on down to the paddock, because we're about to get derby. Hey, welcome to Talk Derby Podcast. We are so excited today to be here with Anna Bunting. We are in Anna's basement workshop, Mm -hmm. and this place is fan-fabulous-tastic eclectic. It is the workshop that we all want in our house, but none of us have, except for Anna. (laughs) And to get here, you walk through this funky, fantastic um, 60s motif basement that is even better and in fact when we first walked in i thought we were going to be able to to film in there and over on the pool table because i thought that that's all she had oh Oh, no (laughs) you walked into this amazing like whoville it's just it's really (laughs) fantastic so anna's expertise is in making derby hats and derby wreaths for derby season she does some christmas things at Christmas time Um, but for of course this is all things derby so we're gonna be focusing on the hats and the wreaths and the first thing I can show you right here is right behind us is a beautiful wreath that she's done with a lovely mint julep cup now when we were talking to begin with before we got to going here you said that you name all of your garlands at Christmas time I do do you name your wreaths as well Um, I do I, I did name my Christmas wreaths I have not named any of my Derby wreaths, but I'm sure that's just a matter of time. This is my first derby season. Okay. So uh, eventually I might do that. So this is your first derby season for the wreaths, but right. not for the hats. Right. Um, I have made hats for probably 10 years uh, or even longer, but I have never turned it into a business. I would make them for friends, I would make them for myself, for relatives, but I've just now turned this into a business where I actually am charging. <laughs> And you should, because these things that we're seeing here are fantastic. Now, let's start at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start. (laughs) Um, And you said that when when you talk about you're coming up with a hat, where do you start in that process? Well, I, I start with the client and what their wishes or, you know, everybody has a different idea of what this season they want. Some people want a more classic look. Some people will want to go a little more funky or fun. Some people want to look a little more sexy. And for me, it's always easiest to start with the fabric. And so we, I want to start with what are they wearing. I think it's easier to start with their outfit and we can match the hat to their outfit. So I always want to know what they're wearing. Um, have they had a chance to get their accessories, their mm-hmm. purse, their shoes, what jewelry they're wearing? Because that really has an effect. If you have a big chunky necklace, you know, you don't want to go too crazy up top, but if you're going to go crazy on your hat, then you can do, you know, simple jewelry. So yeah. it all depends on the outfit. So to really get a good hat and working with you, you got to start a little early on this. You got to, you know, get sure. your clothing going and, and what you said, all the entire ensemble together and then top it off. Well, with your hat. Ideally, I would like to get it going early, but like this Monday, I have a, um, a 10, 11, a 12, and a 2 o'clock appointment for hats because people uh and i'm guilty of it myself i've done it several years you wait until the last minute and then you're in a panic and then who's going to make your hat for you so i get it so that's why i do them late as well as early but i would love to have things done you know closer to the beginning of april until (laughs) instead of that getting down to the wire well, and especially this year, I mean, with the crazy winter that we had, I mean, with all the snow and stuff like that, I mean, right. who was thinking Derby, you know, back in exactly. February and March? Exactly. So, yeah. So I would bet that there's a And lot the way of spring breaks landed and Easter, I think it just kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So before we get into the derby, did you do any Easter bonnet things or do people do any Easter hats with you? No. Okay. No, and I think if they did or uh, what I would do in that situation, I would just duel it. I, whatever I did for Easter, I would do for derby. I would just wear both to the same. Yeah. But no, I didn't have any requests for that. All right. Okay. So we have in front of us some uh, kind of, I don't know, these are... Materials. Materials. Fantastic yes. things that um, are part of what you're making hats with. Now, were these materials part, something to go with this hat? They are going to go on this hat. Okay, the, so I'm going to switch places with you, okay. and why don't you talk with us a little bit about that. This is a hat I'm making for a friend who is wearing a um, kind of a, a linen-colored or taupe-colored dress with a white overlay, and so that's where the colors from this, you know, more raw-looking material come from. We need to bring in that underlaying of the dress. Um, and so these are gonna actually come in and go behind here just to bring that out. And, and those will- this over a little bit so that it's front okay. and center here. Yeah. And so that will just kind of bring in what's going on under the dress without it being too overstated. I think a lot of times uh, people feel like they have to be matchy matchy and have everything match perfect and you don't really you can just use just a little bit of what is going on in your dress and bring it into your hat and then do something wonderful and fun uh, like this huge orange flower that's nowhere on her dress okay we're just bringing that in as a, a major color so. Yeah, because so many times, like you get like a lavender dress, right? And then you want a hat with lavender, and then you've got you got to match the lavenders or kind of get close with that. So that's, I mean, that was something that I wasn't really even thinking about. This how you would bring that out with a pop, something that you're doing a pop of color, and then subtly bringing in the bring other in the dress. And yeah. again, you can do that with uh, ribbon. In this case, we did um, the the wide ribbon all the way around. Um, you can do it with feathers. Um, and this hat, we have three different types of feathers, um, and you can bring those colors out subtly, or it can be your main, your main idea. Um, and again, it depends on the client. Um, with this pink outfit back here, I'm going to move this out of the way. Please go ahead. Um, this was uh, an outfit that a friend brought to me, and it has pinks and then little subtle hints of peaches in it. And they wanted the hat to match the dress. So that's where we came up with the idea for this hat. And so again, you subtly have the undertones underneath here. Um, and then you can bring in different types of ribbons and flowers and feathers so it all matches. You, Anna, you really have a great eye because I didn't even really notice the peach in this dress. I don't know how well it shows on camera, but when you're looking at it, you're really getting you know just a ton of different pink hues right. um, going slightly purple. Um, but wow, you and you that, can even see a little of that purple in here. So we tried to get a little bit of all the colors. But when you're first walking up from a distance, you know this is just going to look solid pink. Sure. But when you get up closer, that's where you can see the the subtle differences. Yeah. Okay. Great. Is it me? <laughs> all right. And then this would be another example. Yeah. This is an example of a dress that's more simply stated. It's just a little strapless seersucker, navy and white. Um, and this was for Oaks. And so we brought in the pink because, you know, on Oaks Day, you want to always feature a little bit of pink if you can. And so again, um, and I love it when there's just a subtle dress because then you can do all kinds of funky, fun things with your hat. To me, Derby is all about the hat. It's kind of like Derby equals hat. 
you know, I just think that you need to have embrace the the you know the tradition of wearing a big fun hat. Yeah. So now let's when you just said about bringing in pink on uh, Oak Day, can you talk a little bit about that? Because maybe not everybody's aware, especially people coming in from out of town. Maybe. Sure. Um, over the years, uh, they have started bringing in the color pink on Oaks Day as um, an equal color to breast care, breast breast cancer awareness. Yeah. And um, right before the Oaks race runs, uh, breast cancer survivors and people currently with breast cancer walk the track. And um, we all applaud them and just um, let them know the support that we in Louisville have and all over Kentucky and the nation for those survivors of breast cancer. So they do a great job of that on Oaks Day, bringing that out. And a lot of Louisvillians, as well as people from all over, want to wear pink to kind of embrace that support for this those. This is a, I love this outfit uh, with that hat. So this is my kind of idea of something Oops. fun for Oaks. So then we're gonna move over a little to the side and I'll hand it to you from here. I'll get this part. And... This is a really a fun hat. Um, and one thing I wanna encourage people to do, when you see a hat like this, you might think, um, well, that's, I don't know if that's me or not. And I always tell people, try a hat on. A hat looks so much different like this versus putting it on. When you put it on, it can take on another character. You can slant it, you can push it up, and it just, it brings out your personality once you put a hat on. So, right, so just as an example of how yeah. that look is, oh my gosh. It's a lot of fun. This is so fun, I've never done this before. <laughs> I love this. It's just a lot of fun. And then, you know, uh, one thing people don't know about wearing hats is they really need to come down because people always say they have to look up to see a lot of times with their hat. Sure. But you really should wear your hat close to where your eyebrows are. And um, that's why you do see a lot of held, you know, head tilting. If you wear it, you know, back a little bit, it looks a little too, you know. A little uh, peepish almost. Yes, and a little daisy. You know, you just, you need to have more of a, a sophisticated look and wear it down over your eyes. Okay. And just, I, I would love, I hope that you guys um, that are seeing this, and I'm going to describe it a little bit on this hat. She's used some really, um, like, natural, what would you call these, almost tendrils of, of what you would see, not as much as a flower sometimes, but on the vine. Right. Uh, which I think is, is really gorgeous. And then the um, pistols over... Stamen pistols. Mm -hmm. Which one are we going with here? Yes, we'll okay. save pistols. Okay, okay. Are over here, uh, which you know are just fantastic. So this hat isn't so much. I mean, you've got the kind of the bigger feel for the flower, but to me, the centerpiece on this is really the accent. The, the added green colors. Yeah. And so. this was a feather-free hat. A lot of hats have lots of feathers, and this one has no feathers. So you can really do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was great. Okay, and then I think we have one more for an example here. Yeah, and this is actually a, a fascinator um, uh, that I did for right. a little girl. Um, okay. And this was very age appropriate. Fascinators can be worn by anyone of any age, but for um, this little girl, she um, had this little precious dress. And um, again, the main color was pink, so we wanted to do more a feature of green. So you're not doing you know, the same matchy-matchy, and then just brought out the pink. So, and she was so precious in it. I bet she was. She's a friend of ours, and she just looked adorable. So about 10 years old, would you say? 
Uh, let's see. She was 11. 11. 11 okay. when she wore this, yeah. Okay. And for people that might not be, might be listening to this instead of watching it, can you tell us what a, what a fascinator is? A fascinator is just a, kind of just an accent of, uh, or a smaller portion for a head. Most of the time they're on a headband, and I'll show the underneath part of this. And then this is just a little disc, um, and then you can adorn it. So it's a smaller version of a hat if someone is not comfortable wearing an entire hat. Um, and a lot of these have become so popular that you know, now they're growing bigger and bigger in size and more sophisticated looking. So they're not just for um, a, a younger age group. They're for all age groups. Yeah. Oh, this is so happy and cheery. And the, and the uh, mesh that she has in here has little, uh, almost like lime green polka dots Polka dots, on it, yeah. Which, which is, are, again, age appropriate. Right, which are precious, if you can see that. So, oh, that was lovely. Now, you said that you've just started this as a business. As a business, yes. Okay. And so if someone was interested in, yeah, let's put that one up there. That's great. If someone was interested, I mean, how, what's the best way for them to reach you, number one? Um, probably to reach me uh, via email. Okay. And um, what would that be? It's bunting.anna at iCloud.com. Okay. And bunting um, is B-U-N-T-I-N-G. Right. Dot Anna, A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. Right. At iCloud.com. Okay. Um, or they can visit my website, okay. which is www.annasadditions.com. Okay. And additions is going to be A? Yes. It's A-N-N-A-S. Okay. A D D I T I O N S dot okay. com dot com. Yeah. Right. And as if you're local here and you were just looking now do you looking for your wreaths, do you have wreaths in any stores or places around town? We, we do. Actually, um, about a month ago a friend of mine opened a store uh, here in Louisville called Magnolias and my wreaths are featured in her store. And then, um, of course, you can uh, look on my website and see, you know, photos of them there and order them over my website. Okay. And what about your hats? Are your hats in any store or are those kind of no, made to order? No, they're just made to order. Okay. Um, uh, I could do that, and people have asked me yeah. to do that. By the time you buy all the materials and the hat and put it together, you kind of just have to hope that somebody comes along with an outfit that matches that hat. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I do, because I didn't have the perspective before. I mean, of course, when I've been derby shopping for hats before, I've gotten the outfit and then tried to find a hat that matched. Right. So the idea that uh, that I would, you know, get my whole outfit together and then come to you and, and have a hat made. Is custom. Just, right, custom a made. custom hat. Um, just wasn't anything that, that I've experienced before, but is so exciting as a girl to, you know, <laughs> to, I'm a little behind, I guess. So... Uh, so tell me a little bit about pricing. Would you say that your your hats start at what price and then go, you know, to... Well, it, it's a little unique because um, with me, um, most of the time what I do, like those appointments I was telling you about on Monday, I will meet a friend at a craft store, a local craft store in, here, in town that have flowers and, um, you know, feathers and things like that, and we will handpick out things to go on their hat. So a lot of times they have already bought their hat and then they're buying their materials and they just pay me to put it together. So I charge a fee anywhere from $25 to $45, depending on how difficult it is to put the hat together. Um, so you're just paying me uh, an assembly fee. 
Wow. And I have to tell you, after seeing these hats, I, I was ready for like a $400 tag. <laughs> I really was. So, I mean. Well, you know. now, again, if, if I made that hat and put it in a store, I would have to put a price tag on there of, you know, $200 or, or whatever the going rate for hats would be. But, again, um, the way I do it, it's more of a kind of a custom relationship that I have. We go shopping together. We pick out yeah. the things to go in the hat. Um, I could make up a bunch of hats, but again, I'm I'm having to ask someone to walk into a situation and either buy a hat first and then go find an outfit to match it, or go buy a hat, one of my hats that I made, and then um, somehow pull it together to match the hat. Again, I just think it's easier to start with the outfit first. Right. And right. then we custom make the hat sure. to the outfit. So let's say that somebody is viewing this podcast or is uh, listening to this podcast and they have just gotten into town and it's, you know, Wednesday right. and they hear you and they think, I want her. I, <laughs> I need a hat from her. What, I mean, Call me. is, is, there, is there an option? I mean, would you be available? You sure. You know what I mean? For those kinds of things? Okay. Because, so, I mean, you might have your own party for, you know, Oaks and, you know, that stuff going on. So... Um, so you would have some availability on Wednesday and Thursday. At this Absolutely. Point Absolutely. Okay. I'd be happy to help people out. Okay. So I'm going to ask you just a couple more questions here. Looking around, what, at what age did you start creating and, and, and collecting these kinds of magnificent accoutrements? Um, well, I would say at a very early age, um, we started going to my grandmother's house on Thursdays, and that was called Grandmother's Day. And I'm so blessed to have had that as a child because my grandmother was an artist, and she was actually a hat maker as well uh, in her 20s and living in Texas. That's actually how she met my grandfather. She was Whoop. working in a, it's Texas A&M. I just oh, okay. had to give a little shout out there. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, but uh, she made hats in a little boutique and they sold hats and she would do the adornments on them. So I always say I'm channeling my grandmother when I'm making a hat and trying to uh, repeat some of her beautiful um, hats she made in the boutique. But anyway, uh, we would go to my grandmother's house every Thursday and whether we were painting, uh, doing paper mache, doing glass mosaics, um, Basically, anything I ever learned, I learned from my grandmother as far as in the craft department. Yeah. Um, she taught us how to set a table. She taught us how to do floral arrangements for the table. Um, and she, that's, I guess, so at a very young age, I started crafting, I guess you would say. And she would enter us in our local fair in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where I grew up. And we would enter our little art project, whatever it might be. Um, I remember one specifically was an eggshell mosaic where we saved our eggshells over weeks and divided them into different areas and we dyed them colors and then we put them together and made a piece of art out of eggshells. So it was a mosaic. So we entered that in the fair and I always remember my sister won and I got an honorable mention. <laughs> Those are the things that stick with us, I isn't know, it, right? I know, I know. I always thought mine was better. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I guess um, it would be very young that I started doing this. And um, did your grandmother, is she still alive? She's not. Okay. Was she alive to see you do any of the crafting things that you've done? Never make a hat or anything. Okay. Well, actually, probably when I first started going to the Derby, um, I would, of course, make my own hat. I'm, I've always been one of those people, uh, to a fault, that would walk into a store 
and see a price tag and think, well, I'm, I can make that. I'm not going to buy that. I can make that. And it was because my grandmother taught me how to do that. So um, when I first started going to the Derby, I would see these beautiful hats and I'm like, well, you could just make that. You can get some flowers and some feathers and get your hot glue gun and your curling iron and make that happen. Um, and I've realized over the years, what seems easy for me is not easy for others. Just like what's easy for you, I could never do what you do. It's just one of those things, you know, God has blessed us all with different talents and sometimes they're hard to recognize in yourself. Um, so uh, she probably saw some of early pictures of me of hats that I made and um, you know, she would say, well, of course she made that, you know, I, I mean, she would know. Yeah, she would know. That's a great story and a, and a great tradition to carry on. Now, do you have any young people, uh, children or nieces or things like that in your life that you're, you know, training or sharing or doing these things with? Well, as you can see, that table over there um, is more of where my kids do crafts. I would say my daughter more than my son uh, will come down and do some of her school projects down here. And um, I just let her, whatever she wants to do in here, I let her you know, use my hot glue gun because I want her to learn these things. And so I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to carry on the, the tradition. I think just her being around me and seeing what I do, she knows that she's capable of doing it. And how old is she? Phoebe is 12. She's 12. Yeah. So does Phoebe ever have sleepovers and, and, and the girls come down here and just go ya-ya in this place? <laughs> Not yet. Um, again, we kind of just set up this um, workshop in uh, November, October, okay. November. Okay. So, you know, I'm only about five or six months in of having a workshop, a place to, to actually work and make all of our messes. Yeah. Well, God, I mean, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your space with us sure. and your time and expertise with us. And I really encourage you guys, it, I mean, if nothing else, schedule an appointment just to tour the basement. Oh, you will not be disappointed. It was nuts. So, um, in, in the best way. So thank you so much. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I hope that as we carry this podcast on through the non-derby months, that perhaps when we get closer to the holidays that we can revisit you and Absolutely. talk about what's going on with Christmas and yeah. other wonderful things there. That would so, be great. So happy derby to you. Happy thank derby you to so you. Much. Happy derby to all of y'all. Happy derby. And we'll see you at the next race.